Let's turn it into a weekend of love with some great tips on enhancing your marriage with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070, The Answer. Could it be falling in love? It's stuff from wonderful music from the 70s. Welcome back. Our world-famous Marriage Talk segment is now on. The audience has flipped. There's this entirely new posse of people who have just come aboard the show. We welcome you from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, San Diego, California. Thank you for listening. Our world-famous Marriage Talk segment is just a moment to sit and talk about the glory and the sanctity and holiness of marriage. When I was banned from doing it at a previous radio station, they said, don't you dare talk about men being faithful to their wives. I was like, wow, we live in an upside-down world. My good friend Robert Kosick has been through the years of this. He actually writes the content. He's an author, wrote the book Honor the Vow. Honorthevow.com is a website. Uh, it's, I, Mr. Kosick, welcome back. When was the last time we talked? Like, has it been a month, yeah. three weeks? Yeah, it's been three, three full weeks since we yeah. talked last. And uh, you know, I was listening to you uh, talking earlier this morning, and you mentioned again how in the eighth grade you were told that you weren't allowed to be in public schools anymore because of fighting. <laughs> and uh, we, we kind of have a similar story there. I didn't get kicked out of public schools, but in the seventh grade, my parents said, "You're getting in way too many fights. We're going to move you to a private school." Which I thought, okay, that's fine. I can do that. Except the private school's name was Little Flower. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> That's a girls' Catholic school in Philadelphia, Little Flower. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a Catholic school, but it was a mixed uh, Catholic school. And I told him, I said, you know, all you did was change the venue. <laughs> I said, now people are going to beat me up for going to Little Flower. Big deal. <laughs> so, Ain't that the truth? That little, dude, that's awesome. I didn't know yeah, that. Little, Little Flower Middle School, Catholic school. Yeah, Little Flower. And then after that, I went to after that I went to an all boy high school, so that didn't help either. So the other all girls Catholic school is where my mother went was uh, was Maria Goretti, Sister Maria Goretti Catholic school, and it, it even <laughs> sounds tough. Like where you go, Maria Goretti, you got a problem with that? Uh, all right, here we go. Yeah. So you've been writing the content for our world famous marriage talk. This is uh, things you can read, content that you can read on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. It helps you bring back maybe the spark. Maybe you all have separated a little bit and you're not on the same page. And uh, marriage is too wonderful to let a day go by without being in love and doing for each other. So this is marriage tip number 207, and it's entitled The Plan. And I'll read it, and Mr. Kosick will comment. January 1st uh, brings with it a new start for many renewed resolutions, right? Resolutions are fun, but unless they're made with a plan, they're really nothing more than a wish. When it comes to putting together a plan, especially for a great marriage, these uh, are some tricks, and there's three of them. Take baby steps. That's the first thing. Great things are done by a series of small things brought together. That's a quote from Vincent van Gogh, the painter. To be flexible, be open to modifications to your plan, as long as they still move the uh, move you forward towards the goal. And three, measure your success. Great marriages don't always start strong, but they finish strong. So take baby steps, be flexible, measure your success, re- kind of resolutions for marriage. Take it away. Right. So everyone, you know, usually makes New Year's resolutions. I've, I've given those up years ago because I didn't see the point of setting myself up for failure. And so I, I decided I'm just not doing resolutions. I'm just going to continue each year to figure out ways to improve myself and to improve things that I do, people I help, and all that kind of stuff. So this kind of comes about from years of studies on how to get things done in business, and you can apply it to marriage as well. And the best way to get anything done is to have a plan, right? You can't uh, succeed in anything unless you know what you're measuring. And if you know what the goals are, that's what this is all about. So regardless of what your New Year's resolutions are, you got to have some sort of a plan. Otherwise, you're just kind of hoping and wishing that things will pan out, and we all know how that works out. It, it doesn't. Right. So 
if you take that now and put it into terms of a great marriage, and there are so many people that say, you know what, in 2017 or now we're in 2018, we're gonna we're gonna turn our marriage around. We're, we're gonna I'm gonna spend more time with my wife, and I'm gonna spend uh, more weekends away, and we're gonna we got more family time, whatever those things are, and then they get busy with life and they have no real objectives, no real plan for getting it done, and it doesn't work real well. So these are three real simple steps on how to make those things actually happen, and if you put together a plan. And the, and the most important thing is the first one there, taking baby steps. If you if you go, which most people will, I was watching an article on how many people joined the gym the first week of January, and within three weeks by you know February, there's nobody at the gym anymore. Right, right. Because what they do is they go in and say, oh, I'm going to go work out, and they go work out for the first three days, an hour each day, and then come the fourth work day, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm in so much pain. I'm never going back there again because they jumped in too fast. It's the same thing with marriage. Start slow. And so if people are having a hard time communicating, let's say, start by sitting on the patio for 15 minutes. And honestly, you don't even have to talk. Just sit there with your spouse, stare at the beauty that God has created out there for 15 minutes, and over time, you'll start to then warm up to each other more. You'll start to talk to each other more. And then that 15 minutes will turn into a half hour, will turn into an hour and a half. And then it'll turn into one of your Saturdays where you have an hour and a half, two hours at the restaurant, right? Yeah. So oh, baby yeah. steps are really important, really, really important. And it's so, it's so good for you. Robert Kostick, my wingman for our world-famous marriage talk segment. It's so refreshing and good for you. Love is great for your heart. Love is great for your body. And love is great for your mind. And the feeling of, of being loved and giving love are great. And really we, we, we all are stressed, dude. I don't care what you do. I don't care how high or low you are on the ladder. We all have stress that's related to work and business and growing the business or a jerky boss. So isn't it wonderful to have that cave to come home to? It is. So mm-hmm. set that for your goal for 2018 and say, you know, throughout 2018, every day we're going to get just a little bit better at making our marriage stronger and more enjoyable and we're going to get closer to each other. Just one little step at a time. And then along the way, things change, right? Uh, flexible. Jobs change. Responsibilities change. Kids' activities change. Elderly parents need more help, whatever it is. So you set your plan, but your plan has to be flexible. You can't say we're doing this, we're going to get here, period, and nothing's going to change our path because things come into play. And the greatest plans ever made all get changed, but but they're flexible and you move with it. So as long as whatever you're changing keeps moving you towards that goal for 2018 of being a greater marriage, then you're okay to incorporate that change. And then, of course, the last thing is what I want people to understand is don't get discouraged. A lot of marriages start out lousy. And I listened to one pastor one time. He was married 15 years. He said, these have been, we've married 15 years, and they've been the best 10 years of my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first five were horrible, he said. And so, but, but, but he's finishing strong, and that's all you have to worry about. So, so you take some steps forward. You take some steps back. As long as overall you're moving forward, that's a successful marriage. Amen to that. Our world-famous marriage talk segment with Robert Kosick wrote the book Honor the Vow, Church Deacon. Uh, marriage coach and all that. Now, here's the hot and heavy marriage tip. It's also same place. It's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. It's like at the bottom. It says partial view for him. Everyone knows guys are visual, but what women don't often know is guys love a little mystery as well. If you want to attract his attention, give him a glimpse or partial view of you. It will spark his imagination and his desire to see the rest of you. Absolutely. So in case women don't understand, and you know, as, as we always say, we always keep these GPG kind of rated. And so what, what women don't always understand is only seeing glimpses, sexy outfits, you know, whatever, those things turn a guy on way more than a full 
view, I guess, if the way you could say that. So if you can think of different ways to let him kind of give him a little mystery and see just little bits and pieces, whether that's a steamed shower or if that's a low-cut dress or that's where he just sees a silhouette or one of those kind of things, that will drive a guy in crazy. So, if, so in 2018, if you want to improve that area of your marriage, the intimacy, again, with baby steps, just start with little things. Just show a little bit here, a little bit there. Right. He'll be thinking about it all day. He'll want to come home. But, but just the only, only caveat I throw in there is don't show him a little bit if you don't plan on showing him the rest later. Amen to that, brother. And, and, and I'll trouble. say, because you, you you're the church deacon guy, I'll say, wives, when was the last time you flashed your husbands? I mean, come there on. You and you know, nobody ever says that. But it's like, when I get that, it's just sort of rock and roll. I'm in the car. I'm heading home. You, you start talking like that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll head home now. I'll be doing the rest of the show now. I'm telling you, right, because you're flashing back to the last time she flashed you right now, and that, that's it, man. The show's over. So it, it lingers on. It, it builds on itself. It creates all this uh, this uh, emotional flood, for especially for the guys. And just something so small can have such a big impact. Um, so so make 2018 your year. You flash your spouse all year long, I guess. Yeah, because uh, y'all might have done that when you were newlyweds, right? When you were, uh, yeah. you were married a year or two, and you're giggling, hooting, hollering. It was before kids, and before, when you only had a little apartment. Apartment, and you only had one car, and things, you know, the family grew, and the business grew, or you know, the, the job requirements grew, and there's more traveling, and there's more expense, and there's whatever. That's the last time y'all did that, and I know wives are giggling in the car right now, listening. I know husbands are like, yeah, come on, Sam, tell them. <laughs> the return to the so, flesh. So- yeah, so we're a few weeks away from Valentine's Day, so let's, let's give the wives a little bit of a head start, I'm thinking. If you live in one of those homes that has a shower curtain up and you got one of those real pretty flowery, whatever, solid ones, go out and get by a frosted one. Put that up for Valentine's Day. Hoorah, and then that's... invite your husband to come on in and see the silhouette while you're taking a shower. That's outstanding, bro. That's the best thing you said. <laughs> I'm all for it. Easy, oh. simple, cheap gifts. And and you know what? And it brings you all back to if necessary, it brings you back together. And, and get that fire going again, and the kids see it. And remember, what you're doing is preparing your kids to leave and also get into, hopefully, great, blessed marriages. So that you Absolutely. can see the versus y'all fighting and arguing and hating on each other and, you know, remarried and this, that, and the other. And the kids are seeing that, too, and they're going to follow that pattern. So, And they really do. My, one of my daughters sent me a um, – uh, she got me a journal to write stuff down in, and in the front of it she wrote a little note. And in the front she just said, I just want to thank you for being the godly man that you are and for loving mom the way that you do because now I know what type of husband I need to look for. Oh, that's beautiful. It, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Go read Mr. Kosick's, uh marriage tip number 207 on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show right now good to have you back it's always it's so it feels good when we talk about the glory and the sanctity and holiness of marriage and the it's, kind of, it's kind of one of those topics that that is, is is a good topic if you're doing it right and all we do each week is help you learn how to do it right roger that have a blessed friday i'll talk to you next friday have a blessed friday and a great weekend you've got it. robert Kosick wrote the book honor the vow that's how we first met years ago honor the wrapping up our world famous marriage talk segment sam alone show am 1070 the answer